Hey everybody, welcome to episode 11 of The Press with Sean Widmer. Say hi, Sean. Darnay, I really appreciate this moment. I love your podcast. Well, thank you. I, I should say you're like the like my Obi-Wan Kenobi when it comes to podcasting because it's something, it's an idea I had in my head, but I had no like vision or direction, much less like the resources. And you kind of like urged me to do it. And on top of that, like provided the means for me to do it because you're like a professional radio man. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. I, I need another podcast to listen to <laughs> is what really happened. And you had been talking about doing one. And so for the longest time, I just was trying to get you to do one simply for my own personal gain. And now yours is the best podcast. Oh, so yeah. now I'm a little bit, so now I'm kind of in awe and I feel lucky to be on the podcast. Well, it's mutually beneficial because you've been a huge help to me and, and have helped me kind of get this off the ground. And it's been fun to actually finally get to do this because like I said, it's been an idea that I've kind of had. We, we actually recorded The Lost Files. We did. Uh, Practice run. Yeah, two Christmases ago. And uh, I don't think that one will ever see the light of day, mm -hmm. which is fine. But I've wanted to have you on for a little while. I wanted to get you on the video game one, but that didn't work out. Um, it was a great one, though. Thanks. thanks. I, that, there's nothing that I enjoyed more than listening to you try to understand every time the game Overwatch was brought up. And I could tell you had no idea what game that was or what that even is. And you tried to play it off. You played it off real well like you knew. Meanwhile, I was sitting laughing hysterically going, he doesn't know what Overwatch is, but I'm loving listening to you talk about it. At one point in that interview, I was trying to reference a game like Overwatch and I couldn't think of any. And he had mentioned Overwatch a couple of times, so I just said Overwatch. That is hilarious. I love that. Well, you normally record these, I know, a lot of them you'll do in my extra bedroom yeah. where I have all my recording stuff uh -huh. and, and all my nerd stuff. This has got to be the coolest place you've recorded a podcast, right? Yeah, this is awesome. So um, you invited me out to Sullivan Lake, like far northeast Washington is yeah. right where we are, like 12 miles from the Canadian border. Yep. we are. We, you can actually drive four minutes and get to a place where there is a, a walking trail to Canada. A walking trail to Canada. Yeah, to Canada. Why don't we do that? We might still do it. It's, it's really cool. And you go up and there's a huge, it's probably about a 16, 20 foot clearing and it's just a line. So it's the border. And it's just the tree, I mean it's forest, but they have cut a line of trees out for as far as you can see both directions and that is the Canadian border. Really? The closest, I, when I was in Kalispell, Montana, we went up to Glacier Park and Glacier Park extends into Canada, and we went up. There's a little town called Pole Bridge. There's like a general store, a little bakery, and we went past it for whatever reason and ended up at the Canadian border. And all it was was one of those like metal rod iron gates, like you see at oh, like really? a park or something. That's all. There wasn't even anybody patrolling it. Like that was just the border right there. Oh no, this okay. I maybe we need to do that later today because we love camping up here, and it's I'm glad you came up. But we've gone up there, and you you can walk across the Canadian border and steal their rocks. Or you can smuggle sticks from America across the border. And it actually probably is totally illegal to just walk across that border. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is, I mean, if you're seeing it, you have to at least tiptoe across. Oh, for and, sure. This place is really amazing. I've, I'd, I'd never even heard of Sullivan Lake until you brought it up. I heard about you going on these trips. And it's beautiful. I mean, there's an awesome lake, obviously, surrounded by mountains. There's this airstrip with, like, three small planes. Um, yeah. It's a really, really kind of neat, neat spot. How long have you guys been coming down here? Okay, so or up here, I should say. We moved. I moved up here from Venezuela in 2000. I've been here every year but one since oh, wow. 2000. And the family who we got involved with, who was coming up here, I think they've been here every year since 1993. So I believe my brother-in-law has been here every single year since 1993. That's he, crazy. He, he lately, last couple of years, I think he's come up 
two times. I think he comes up with this group. So we have our group of all of our friends and family who come up. And then I think he's now started to do a separate one where he comes up with just his kids mm-hmm. to try to get them into it. But one, at least once a summer, every summer since 2000s when I've been here. And it's, man, it is the most beautifully secluded yeah. place. And, and even pictures. So, Darnay, if you take a picture and you post it on your social media, which is always popping off, <laughs> that doesn't even do it no. justice. no. No, it's gorgeous. When did now the families used to come? When did the kids take over? Okay, so it was it's, it's, which is hilarious. We had when everyone was really little. So when when I moved up here, there was a lot of kids who were in probably their you know early teens. I was eighteen, and so we had all the parents, and they they lasted about six years doing that, mm-hmm. and then they just got tired of dealing with all the tomfoolery and hooliganism that happens because we were all loud. Yeah. We were all just really loud, and I think they got tired of being like we don't want to try to keep everyone quiet. The camp director would always come over and get us in trouble. So they said, if you want to keep going, you guys can go up on your by yourself. And I think they thought that would would scare us off into like, well, we don't want to do that, so we'll actually be quiet. And thinking that we would keep going with them, and we just left. We we're like, okay, well, fine. If you don't want to come with us, parents, then so we'll go by ourselves. So we took all like I was one. Of, I'm one of the older ones in the group, and so we would just bring their kids, which was terrifying to them because <laughs> there's no cell phone reception up here. Yeah, no, not at all. And uh, so it was probably 2006, 2007 that we started doing this just us, and the parents got to get out of it. They all became grandparents, so now they are babysitters for the grandkids while all of their kids, my friends, come up here to Sullivan Lake. So it's probably about 2006, 2007 that started with just us. It's a good group and it's a really good time. And it's amazing. I, I you know, this has been a topic of conversation the, the day and a half I've been here. I don't, I've never camped. This is really like That's my crazy to me. I grew up in Philadelphia and my, my folks actually... I was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and they did more camping and outdoorsy type stuff. Uh, my, my folks used to teach Camp Susquehanna. My, my, kid, my siblings went to Camp Susquehanna. I was too young, so I never had that experience. So by the time I was kind of a kid and growing up, we were in Philadelphia, and our, our vacations were to like Ocean City, New Jersey. They were beach vacations. We never really okay. did a camping thing. And when I moved out to Kalispell, Montana, I did some hiking and I still like doing some hiking, but I also like sleeping in a bed at the end of the night. So this is a totally different experience for me. And so it's kind of like uh, it's impressive seeing everybody so uh, well adapted to this experience. They have all the equipment, like they know how to arrange food and all that stuff. Like there's a skill set to it that (laughs) I don't have that like it's been really fun to watch. So Darnay, there is, first of all, if you had told me that you had never gone camping, I I would have thought you were lying because you have, you go on more like serious hikes than anyone I feel like I know. You just went on one to like the middle of yeah. nowhere. Yeah, that was awesome. To like a lake in the Stevens middle of nowhere. Stevens Lakes near Mullen, Idaho. And I would have thought, well, of course, darn it, it's camp. And then when you said you hadn't, I thought you were, I, I really thought always, you were joking. Always turn around and get back in the car at the end of the hike. So we do camping. We're not, and we're, it's not the kind of camping where we are wild, like the wilderness folk, yeah. like Bear Grylls, where we hike into a mountain and you set up camp to survive. We do camping where it's at a campsite and, and you, you know, you have, there are, Outhouses. They're not with running water or anything like that, but you can at least have somewhere to go to the, the restroom and there's places to park your cars and everyone will turn their car in at some point if they need to charge some piece of equipment like a speaker or something. So, I mean, it's not like we're out in the middle of, of nowhere doing the crazy camping, but it is fun to do camping like this in tents and stuff yeah. because there is, and darn it, if you, if you start to get into it, you start to realize how much cool camping stuff you can get and it becomes oh, yeah. a game of like what kind of really cool camping items can I bring to Sullivan yeah. next year? I mean, you saw the setup today. There was, there, we added a great, we've got some great food stuff. I'm not, I'm not big into the food part of the camping. I, I could survive on just hot dogs the entire weekend, but we've got some, some wives who love to show off the skills a little bit. Mm-hmm. And a couple of my buddies love to cook, 
so they'll they like to bring the Coleman stoves out and do all that but they've got a lot of cool utensils I always like to see what kind of cool <laughs> camping utensils they have but then the tents are really cool like a lot of really yeah. cool tents that are out here and really cool sleeping situations uh -huh. it becomes fun to try to figure out how to make camping as comfortable as possible but still make sure you feel like you're not you know in some kind of luxurious state you're trying to still rough it but as comfortably as possible because your sister aaron and brother-in-law reed yeah that was that's an eight person tent mm -hmm. and so the first eight time, person mansion and you can stand in it and you so i was getting ready to put on my bathing suit and you're like go in that tent because you can actually stand so I, yeah i went in and i went to try and unzip and it wasn't unzipping i realized there's just like a flap door like a velcro flap door. like crazy the, the technology of these things is amazing and so i slept in it. it's you can't believe how huge these things are oh man and the coleman grills were great like i didn't know i thought it was going to be just kind of the crusty old wrought iron grills yeah. you see at campsites like nice coleman grills but how about the co i know you and i don't drink coffee yeah, that but, was a cool, the setup. cool little coffee uh -huh. setup they've got. They've got these cool little coffee machines they bring out that are uh, that activate over the fire. I mean, it, it's sweet. The one thing you said you don't get into the thing that I like is figuring out like what type of food you bring and prepare because so you would you, love that. Like you kind of got to be careful about what you bring, and then you have to store it, keep it cool. Like the one when when Aaron made pasta last night, I never would have thought to do pasta at a campsite, but it makes sense because you just got the the pasta noodles, yep. a couple bottles of of. Yeah. Uh, tomato sauce, it doesn't go bad. Like, it's easy. So all these things that I'm learning and then the hot dogs at midnight last night were amazing. Like, that's the type of stuff that you expect. It's because great. camping, you think hot dogs, right? Uh -huh. and I, hot dogs. I was driving up here and I was thinking all I want for dinner is a hot dog. And you think s'mores. Like, mm -hmm. we're going to have s'mores and we're going to have hot dogs. Yeah. But yeah, the pasta thing is a killer. And we do it now every year. And then the other one we do a lot is the baked potatoes. And, and oh. it got advanced this year a little bit. We do the baked potatoes. You wrap them in tin foil, you know, throw them in the fire. A lot of people do that. So it bakes them and then but we had a good array of, like, we have a lot of wives who take care of us. Yeah. And uh, they brought a lot of cool things that our potato bar felt like we were in a restaurant. <laughs> it might, might have been a little bougie for, for us, for this campsite, but it was good. The French toast this morning. Again, Ooh. like, I didn't expect Ooh. to have French toast at the campsite. It was delicious. But it makes sense. They bring it. They bring, like, the stuff. Mm -hmm. You dip the French toast in. They pre-made it. They put it inside of these, like, containers that they've got that, like, seal it pretty tightly, and it would last a long time. Yeah. And there you go. They get the bread out, dip it, put it in the Coleman grill, and we're good. And I also love snacking. It's like my favorite thing is just to graze on junk food all day. And yeah. that is highly encouraged in a situation like this. And there was just a vast array of junk food and candy and cookies and stuff like that. So it was heaven. The number one thing I was worried about with you, because I, I know darn a trip for being very active socially on the social media sites. <laughs> like you're always on Twitter. I get most of my breaking news from you in sports, all of it, whether it's national or local, I get all of it. And you're always on like stuff. You're always trying to keep up on, I mean, it's your job. You yeah. got to keep up on what's going on in the sports world, make sure you're delivering news to people and all that. Well, you get about 15, 20 minutes away from where we're camping right now, which is mm -hmm. on this lake in between. There's three mountains. There's one south and then two on uh, east and west. And then it's just a big valley with a huge lake on it. Gorgeous. You have no reception None. from about 10 minutes out to, or 15, 20 minutes out till you get here. And that worried me for you because you are locked out of the outside world. Right now, there could have been some unbelievable 76ers news, right? I mean, Ben Simmons might have lost a leg <laughs> well, in something and we would not know. I actually didn't tell you about this. So we actually had to go somewhere to get cell phone reception, which we'll get to that story here in a second. Mm. Um, so I had an excuse to, to you know, fire my phone up and cause I was worried through the course of the day. I, you know, I was fine not being on Twitter and Instagram, not being caught up. The, the worry I always have is somebody needing me for work or having to get in yeah. touch with somebody or this yes. or that. Um, and fortunately I, I had nothing at least last night, who knows what's happened an hour since. Right. Um, 
But so I get a bunch of texts from my dad. And he's like, where are you? So I text him back. I was like, hey, I'm camping. I don't have cell phone reception. Well, they're in Philadelphia. You know what else is in Philadelphia this weekend? What's that? The big three. Oh my goodness. And are you so kidding me? he was at a hotel or something with my mom and my aunt, sent me a bunch of pictures, one with George Gervin. No. One with Mike Bibby and one with Alan Iverson. Not them win those pictures, but they were just snapping pictures of the guys hanging out. And that's the second time in like the last year where I've been hanging out with you and gotten a picture from my dad of Alan Iverson in Philadelphia. And Alan Iverson is far and away my favorite athlete. Like, he's the guy. But how weird is that to know? I mean, 10 years ago, this was not an issue for us when we were come camping here because we didn't have cell phones, so it wasn't a big deal to be gone for a weekend anymore. It's, it is so weird. It's, like, it's nice. I've, I've basically had my phone in the middle console of my car the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it's been nice to kind of deconnect and, and not... I'm, I'm one of those people that is just always staring at it, always yeah. open up Twitter and Instagram for who knows whatever reason. So it was good to kind of disconnect. Now, uh, <laughs> what, why... I can't remember. Oh, man. Last really? night really? around 9 o'clock... We're going to do this? And the gate closed at 10, so we had to be back by 10 o'clock. Um, but you and I had to, like, in a mad rush, find cell reception. Uh, we'll get to that part of the story. Oh, now, now take us to the beginning. So I had a moment yesterday where I had maybe, I believe the word we're using this weekend has been overserved. <laughs> I've been overserved. And so I was down at the, uh, the lake, and there's a nice little lake about five-minute walk away from our campsite. And I came back up to make myself some sandwiches. It was, mm-hmm. it was in the afternoon. I, I came back up to make some sandwiches. Well, the sandwiches, the sandwich stuff, were that was in the trunk of the car I came up here in, so my girlfriend's car. So I went to get the sandwich stuff, opened the trunk of her car, got the sandwich stuff, closed the, the trunk, made my sandwiches, went back down to the lake, and we did our stuff. When we came back, we were trying to get back into that trunk because we needed to get some other food items out of mm-hmm. it. Well, lo and behold, yours truly had successfully taken those keys and left them in the back of the trunk and closed the trunk door with the keys still locked in the back of the trunk. And there was no way to get into the car. There was no way to get into the trunk. The nearest spare key is in Los Angeles, California. Uh, we had a nightmare of a situation on our hands with this car being locked. Well, we didn't know exactly where the keys were. And the, the theory we had all along was you put them in the back of the trunk. And so there was... Well, because a, I had looked everywhere yeah. else. And, and that's what I was going to say. We walked around. We went and jumped off a bridge. We spent time down by the beach. You and I both retraced our steps all around the bridge. And, and I had just pulled up when you went and yes. got sandwiches. And so I was trying to figure out, like, do I remember seeing you with the keys? And and so throughout the afternoon and early evening, we're trying to figure out, like, where they are. We're looking for them. Can't find them. I've torn my tent apart. I've gone through my bag. I've gone through other people's. I've gone through other people's bags, even though I knew they wouldn't have had the keys. You've torn your tent apart. I've gone through. I took the pillowcases. Took my pillowcases turned them inside out, turned my sleeping bag inside out, looked underneath my air mattress. You've looked everywhere. In. So they have to be in the trunk of the car. They have to be. They're nowhere else. Darn it. We looked everywhere. We've, we scoured our campsite as well. So we're trying to figure out And they're automatic. How... They're automatic locks. So if it's inside the actual car, we, the door is just open. Yeah. They sense that someone's close. They open up. Yeah. So we know they're not in the actual body of yeah, the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course you call AAA. We had to drive. We went the wrong way. We went a farther way. We drove 30 oh, minutes gosh. to get reception called AAA, uh, drove 30 minutes back. So there was like an hour and 10 minutes out of our, cause with the phone call, an hour, 10 hour, 20 minutes out of our evening of enjoyment to go drive into a, the nearest town and make a cell phone call. So we did this call to call AAA to come out here to the middle of nowhere. And oh, I should, I should say that Reed, your brother-in-law again, sent me directions to get here and pretty clear directions. They got me no question to the neighborhood of the campsite. And 
any, you know, halfway intelligent human being would have been able to find his way here. Yeah, but you've never been here before. I the de- the detour I took. So I saw he said we're at the east uh, Sullivan Lake campground. I see a sign, so I go in that direction, and I pass right by the parking lot for oh, the no. and keep going straight. Oh no! Down. Sullivan Creek Road. I'm on a gravel road. It's starting to narrow. I don't see a lake. Oh, no. I'm following a creek. I see these numbers for campsites, and I know you're at 27, and I see like 4 and 10, but it's taking me forever to get to them. And at a certain point, I'm like, I'm not. This isn't the right place. And I, I opened up his text message again. He said, you're supposed to be driving around the lake. I was like, I'm not around the lake. So I whip a U-turn, keep following the road, get to the lake. I'm like, all right, perfect. I'll follow the lake. I follow the lake. Get to the end of the lake, pull up my maps. Oh, no. His text message says, we're at the north side of the lake. I had started at the north side of the lake, was on the south side of the lake. Oh. And I was like, you moron. Oh. Whipped a Yui, came back around, then went to the, the campsite, which is, you've got day use, so people come That's in amazing. for the afternoon. You've got the boat launch. I started going down this private gravel road to somebody's cabin, and somebody said you can't go there. And I, I eventually, I was so frustrated. I got out and just walked around. A, to blow off some steam, and B, just to survey the area and see where I was. Oh, no. Get back to my car. As I'm getting back to my car, I see somebody go down a separate road. Like, I wonder where they're going. And sure enough, that leads me to where we are. So it was a heck of a time. Camping angel. Yeah, I was a, camp- yeah, exactly. I was a camping angel. And uh, so it was about an hour that I lost getting oh. here. So all that to say, like, it's really confusing. So when you guys went to AAA and just came back, I was like, there's no way this guy's going to be able to find yeah. this fight. Thank goodness. The guy lives in Newport, Washington, which is about 30 minutes to 40 minutes away from here. And they do a lot of campsite uh, stuff. So we're not the first car. In fact, he said earlier this week he was at this exact campsite. So I think when you live up here in this area, you just know the campsites. Mm-hmm. You just know. You've got to know if someone says East Sullivan Lake Campground, you just know where to go. Yeah. Thank goodness. Because otherwise you're toast. Yeah. If you're coming from Spokane, you're toast. So, but they got out here to unlock the car. And... That was a nightmare in and of itself because they unlock the car and the alarm starts going uh-huh. off. And we're in a quiet campground and the alarm is blaring. And so we're trying to get It's like the, 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. So the alarm goes off. We push the button for the trunk. Well, because the alarm system activated, it shuts off everything that you could use. So you can't open anything. It's just on lockdown. It considers a car stolen. We can't open the trunk. Mm-hmm. We cannot open the trunk. So we had, Darnay and I had to drive into where we could get reception to frantically Google search. And again, like you said, we left here at 9 o'clock. We had to be back by 10 o'clock uh-huh. because we had to be here before the gates closed. We are on our phones for 20 minutes, frantically searching the internet for ways to break into the back of a Lexus's trunk. I'm looking at DIY videos on YouTube. Oh. And we actually found something that... Uh, theoretically should work but again these cars are so smart and sophisticated now and the security precautions are so extensive that any you know little trick or whatever they account for that and they shut it down yes. if it seems like there's a any sort of possibility that somebody could be breaking into a car so we did find one switch that should be able to open the trunk and again because the alarm had been tripped oh. the keys aren't anywhere nearby it's not working so we're just like okay this is how it's going to be and what what did he say you'd cost to tow it to spoke in 200 280 bucks 276 bucks to tow it from I'm, and i'm dreading this from to get tow it from here which by the way we would have to wait for the tow truck to uh-huh. get out which is going to be forever we're going to have to wait for the tow truck to be able to hook the car up which is going to be the way we're parked a nightmare that's going to be a problem and now we've got a long drive back into spokane with the tow truck uh, today's going to be a nightmare of a day and it's also going to cost nearly 300 dollars to get this car back to spokane 
what we decided last night, that's the way we're going to go. We need to just enjoy the night. There's nothing we can do about it. And we just ended up having we had a, a good time. We had a great night. We had a great night playing games and, and messing around and having fun campfire stories, trying to get you caught up on all the craziness that happens out here. And and in the back of my mind, though, I'm just dreading it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'm just yeah. dreading it. And so I, everybody kind of starts going to bed, and I get in my car, and I'm changing, and I see, you know, it's totally dark in my car, and I see lights going off. And I was parked behind Annie, your girlfriend. And I thought I had just hit the switch in my car, and... I, I did it again just to see what it would look like and I was like that's not what those lights look like so that's kind of weird and so I see it again and I almost ran to your tent was like you guys are laying on the keys like they have to be somewhere you're rolling around like they're in this tent somewhere but I was like I'll just tell them in the morning and so get up in the morning I go to tell you and what do you tell me so I we were in our tent last night going to sleep I get in my sleeping bag Anna gets in her sleeping bag and I'm already just stressed out because I'm afraid that her first trip to Sullivan Lake is going to be a, a terrible experience because of this this situation. And she gets in her sleeping bag and goes, really? And I was like, dang it, there's bugs or there's like a snake or something's in or her, her sleeping bag is wet and we're going to have more problems. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what happened? And I hear her st- like, re- like rummaging around and I hear jingle, 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 jingle. <laughs> And she grabs her with her toes, pulls out the keys from the bottom of her sleeping bag and holds them up in my face and goes, somehow, when you came up to make your peanut butter and jam sandwich, you came into the tent and put the keys at the bottom of my sleeping bag. Mm. Darnay, why would I do that? I don't know. But Who there was knows? a moment of, the, of great joy in this campground for, <laughs> for that moment. Uh, we woke up a lot of the people celebrating. She then proceeded to just because she was excited, click the button on her car, which is what you and saw. And that's what I was saying. But also was setting off like the beep, 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 beep. And we no, no, no. That was me. I okay, accidentally okay. set off my own alarm <gasps> trying to test it to see if her lights were my light, whatever. So, no, that was all me. But, yeah, I saw her lights go off a couple times and... Oh. I, I had a glimmer of hope, and I was very happy to wake up this morning and see everything was resolved. Because today would be such a bummer. We've had a fun morning, had a great breakfast, played some games. We're going to yeah. go uh, jump in the water here in a little bit. So it, it was, it's nice being able to go out on a good note and yeah. not yeah. – I mean, you could be waiting for a tow truck That's right what now. we'd be doing. We would be, we would be doing nothing fun. And we also wouldn't have been able to pack our car mm-hmm. because we can't get into it. So we would have had to, like, pack all our stuff and other people's tru- – like, other people's rigs. There's just a lot of problems that would have happened today, but thank yeah. goodness – in my wonderful state of mind, I had the wherewithal to bring keys up and lose them in the bottom of a sleeping bag. One thing I learned from you the first time we did our, the test drive at this podcast and just from listening to you on radio and podcasts is you love power rankings. Love them. So give me a power ranking, top five things you enjoy most about the Sullivan Lake getaway experience. Okay, you always, and when you do power rankings trip, you always start at the bottom. Yeah, so start with person, number five. Do yeah. not be the person who starts at the top because no. now we... We really don't care what I'm about to say between exactly. two and five. We don't. Uh, number five for me is, is always the, the food mm-hmm. because I like trying to make weird things. So I'll bring <laughs> weird items. I know there's going to be real food, but I'll bring like weird items. Like I bring like a Totino's party pizza and try to figure out how to cook that <laughs> over a stove. It's a challenge for yeah. me. So number five is the food. Number four for me is we normally go on like a hike. And I like hikes. I'm not like you where I really love hikes, but it's so beautiful up here, so I'll enjoy a good hike with all these people. They're fun people to hike with. Uh, number three, for sure, I love games. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely love games. And we play a lot of games, a lot of card games. We make up games. What was the game you made up last night? Deliver the Pain. Okay. I mean, we made up a game called Deliver the Pain that was unbelievably fun. I will, uh, I'm not going to share that game with you guys because I want to patent it first yes. because it is really good. You, you would like um, that game. Yeah. Uh, so Deliver the Pain. 
But then uh, number two for me is the water. I love the water. There's a beautiful lake out, out here, and it's uh, you have a place where you can swim, get on floaties, and just float around. And then there's a bridge that's about 12 feet off the water, so it's not a huge, ju- a huge jump, but it's good enough for it to be fun. Yeah. And I love doing tricks off it and doing yeah. flips and just trying to be stupid off the bridge, so I love that. But my favorite number one power ranking for Sullivan Lake, we have put together the, the greatest group of people to come up here with. And there is a camaraderie, there's a fellowship that is that is untouched, I feel like, with any other group ever. I, coming up here is the most refreshing reset to anything you got going on in life, and that's what I love about this place. You can come up if you're having a bad week, you know, maybe you had uh, even a good week, but you come up here and it's just a reset. You mm-hmm. get to be with your friends, there's nothing around you, there's no outside distractions, and you get to just reset everything with a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. At Sullivan, I love it. I, there's, I would never trade it. So I look forward to it every single year. It's actually starting to become more of my favorite thing than Hoopfest, which is hard to say. Really? Yeah, because Hoopfest is the best. But this is starting to catch that. But I love that part of it. I'm glad, you, and I'm hoping you start to come up on a more regular basis now. Yes, absolutely. You'll have, the, well, you'll have the invite forever. Yeah, well, I appreciate you extending the invite. It's been an awesome you know, day and change here. It really is. Are you going to do some tricks off the bridge today? Maybe try a flip. Can you do a backflip? I've never done a backflip. I've done front flips before in pools and They're lakes. Harder. but Backflips are easy. We'll get, a, you, we'll, we'll get you Front flips back. are harder? Yes. Yeah, backflips are easy. We'll get you to a backflip and get a video of it. Really? Yeah, we'll okay, get you to do it. Uh, cool. We should probably get in the lake. Then we're gonna go. Get, I gotta go get in the water. We're gonna I'm get moving here. I'm it's, it's getting sweat. warm. All right, buddy. All right, see you tomorrow. Thanks.